2: Good morning, Rutherford County. I have two uh, of my favorite people on today. Uh, of course, Bobby is my favorite, but I've got Larry on too. So
3: somebody has to drive her.
2: Oh well, you're walking this morning, Bobby. Well, I
4: am. I can put weight on my foot now, uh-huh. according to the doctor, and uh, and that's been a relief. And You know, I'm still using the walker and the boot. I've got to do that until he wants me in a regular shoe uh, February the 4th when I go back. And I tried on a regular shoe yesterday, and I got it on. But you could tell my foot was still a little swollen. So I just wanted to see if I could get it on, and I I did.
2: I am shocked for somebody to have uh, two broken places in their ankle. (laughs) And, and be back already. That, 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 that's well, unbelievable.
4: Well, it seems like a long time to me. Oh, October, gosh, yeah. October the 12th. Yeah. So you know. Uh, well,
2: I'm you're gonna. almost ready to go up north to What, what is that metropolis?
4: <laughs> well, we found a new place we want to go to, which is closer. They've opened up a casino in Oak Grove, Kentucky. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And Jan. And Terry went by there, and it's nice and new, and uh, they've got rooms and everything. So we, our first journey out, when I get well, may be just to check it out.
2: Does that include the hotel and everything? Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. It, now, usually, uh, I- if you got a place like that, the rooms uh, are cheaper than just about anywhere else because they know they're going to get you money one oh way yeah. or the oh other. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
4: Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, they let you pretty much stay free.
2: Yeah. Now, what's going on Christmas now?
4: Well, uh, Jan's going to have all the kids over, and I think then later on in the day, her and Terry
2: Uh are
4: coming to our house and bringing us... Presents and food and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, Janie's a good girl, isn't she?
4: She is a good girl, and and it keeps us from having to get out and get exposed. Yeah. We've been we've been lucky so far, knock on wood, and we've avoided this virus, and we're just gonna keep trying.
2: Yeah. Now I haven't seen Larry. I haven't seen anything on Glenda. Tell me about her, uh, Glenda Gandy.
3: Glenda Gandy is Jay's wife's mother. Yeah. Don Gandy's widow. Yeah. And she came down with the virus about three, three or four weeks well, ago. Well, she
4: was she was hospitalized on 11-22. So wow. that's how long.
3: Wow. Yeah. And uh, thought she was getting better last week sometime. They moved her to rehab in Tullahoma, and I guess that was closer to one of the kids. I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And Saturday night, she got real, you know, unruly and... They, and uh,
4: agitated yeah, they agitated
3: said. about yeah. one o'clock at about two thirty she died, and uh, that was just a real shock she wasn't, got,
2: she wasn't happy with her circumstances no up there, was well
3: she? no nobody ever is probably yeah. but she was uh, she didn't want to go to the hospital first, yeah. and uh, I she think waited she waited too late yeah too long. I think
4: she waited till she got so weak. That she passed out, and mm-hmm. they had to call an ambulance because uh, her second husband has Parkinson's, and I think she didn't want to leave him because he had COVID, too.
3: Yeah.
4: And uh,
3: so. I think they had to call the ambulance for her twice. After she came back home the first time, she was so weak she couldn't get up, and they had to go back and get her. Uh, and then she had that COVID pneumonia in both lungs, in which mm-hmm. that's that's pretty bad. She was thinking more of him, I taking care of him, so. than well, she was herself. That's the way Glenda was. And, you know, when our granddaughter was here taking care of us, mm-hmm. uh, Glenda came out, and uh, we sat out there in the pavilion and talked for a long time. And uh, that hadn't been, what, it was back before Thanksgiving. Yes. And, yeah. I mean, she was fine. She, her and dick was, she was taking dick fishing every day. And she asked me if, if she could bring him out to my pond. And I said, yeah. I said, you you can't catch you can catch bait out there, but you can't catch anything big. She said, "Well, he don't care, just as long as he gets to cast." I said, well. So she was planning on doing that, and uh, and then uh, you know she just got bad real quick.
2: Yeah, and I know you're glad that Bobby's getting almost back to normal,
3: she's, which I am actually shocked this morning. She's really doing a lot for herself that yeah. I don't have to do anymore. And, uh, I heard you took really good care of. That's her. why she's healing so fast. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't get the credit I deserve sometimes. No, you don't. Uh, <laughs> which, which I'm kind way, of. That's, uh, I told somebody I never knew a woman had to go to the bathroom so much. They got a bladder about like a two-year-old when they get <laughs> uh, incapacitated and somebody has to push them. But uh, she's getting better. She can. Yeah, uh, I can go Cooking a little bit. Uh, not much, 'cause Big Willie's kind of cooking for us. He's our uh resident chef and uh, he is a chef he's not can't just a cook he came I was gonna tell you before we went on Sunday he pulled up out there him and Chopper and he had uh, his nephew David Wayne he cooks mm-hmm. all the time and he cooked the best ribs. He had some ribs and then he had some chicken and rice mm. that he had cooked. Now and Willie don't buy anything in a can he cooked from scratch. At best, and they brought some chicken noodle soup earlier, homemade. Best chicken noodle soup I ever put in my mouth. And this Mm. chicken and rice, we're still eating on it, but, boy, is it ever good. He
4: brought us uh, bento beans and cornbread one time. And he'll just show up with a dish, and uh, we kind of social distance in the house, you know, because he lives alone, just him and his dogs. And he said, you know, I am extra careful with this virus. He said, because if I get it, there's, you know, Nobody to take care of me, nobody to live with me and take care of me. So we uh, we sat around the table the other day. I was back in the kitchen, and him and Larry were sitting at the table, and we talked. And, and uh, we enjoy him coming out and bringing us food. And Dana and Gary Williams brought us some, uh, uh, it's called that, uh,
3: Trail mix.
4: Trail mix.
3: Oh yeah, I love know. that stuff. Oh. oh I do too. I could some some for us. I, I
4: know. I could sit and eat on that all the time.
3: Well, back to back to Willie. When Willie had back surgery, I don't know, four or five years ago, he got out of surgery, and the next morning, Earl Campbell and I was out there to see him, mm-hmm. and the, the nurse come in. You know how they'll ask you all these questions. Oh, yeah. She said, uh, "Who do you live with, Mr. Davenport?" And he said. Uh, rufus and friday and chopper she said are they your children he said no they're my dogs she said i live by myself <laughs> and she said well said you want to go to rehab when you get out of here he said no nah, i want to go home and she said well who's going to take care of you when you go home he said these two guys right here pointing to me and her <laughs> nurse looked at us and said mr dabboard you sure you don't want to go to rehab he <laughs> said no nah, i'm going home but he he got all right but that's like he said if he gets sick, he don't have anybody to take care of him like I do or like Bobby does or I mean you don't either. But uh, yeah. you need to be more careful, especially our age.
1: Yeah.
3: Well,
2: Big Willie is—he's—he's he's different because he takes care of people. How many men do you know that d- will go out and do all those things for other people? And, and uh, you know when when I first. Uh, uh, called big Willie about uh one of the ladies that needed her uh uh riding mower fixed why he came all the way out there took care of it uh, uh took it back and he wouldn't he wouldn't let her uh, nope. uh respond as at, at all as far as uh paying him or anything like that he is one of a kind and uh it's my understanding that he can make the best cabbage dish oh. of anybody. Hey, we you see that's my favorite.
3: Well, I told I asked you if you want me to bring you some this morning. You never did ask me, so I took that to be a no. Well, but I don't. Now, t- I'm not good dealing with food. Oh well. I, okay. Uh, but poor anyway, Jackie. She to, had to do everything. The cabbage. When my granddaughter was home, he brought some over. Yeah. And she's like me. She loves because she when she was little. She did, she didn't say do I want this do I like this we said eat it and she mm-hmm. did and so she loves cabbage and so Willie brought it over there and she said Uncle Willie I would love to know how to cook that so he brought his pots and his cabbage and his sausage and his onions and showed her how to cook it and she put it on put a picture of it on Facebook and her friends are already asking her for the recipe mm-hmm. so now uh, she's about six foot taller. Now, because she thinks that she got a cooking lesson from Big Willie, and he said he's a whole lot like Julia Child. He said I've just got the pots just like Julia, but uh, <laughs> and uh, she, he taught her how to make uh, sausage muffins, mm. and she made them about three times while she a Banana bread, mm. she made that, and uh, he showed up at Miss Turner's house the other day, and Miss Turner taught first grade at Lash Cassius for a million years seems like, and he had some. Sausage brought her some sausage and stuff, and, and Miss Turner is just the sweetest person that ever lived. And she she deserves it. And I don't think I think she didn't come to Last Casses till Willie was in the second grade. I don't believe Willie had her in the first grade. It seemed like he told me he had Miss Ward or somebody. But anyway, mm-hmm. he, that's just the way he is. He's just a good guy. Now he was probably
2: one of the best students ever at Last Casses. Was is probably. Guess.
3: <laughs> I think if we'd have had one more semester when he was a senior he might have been valedictorian of the senior class because I had told the teachers that if he did what he was supposed to, don't flunk him. Mm-hmm. Well, he kept on making Fs, and I called him together again. I said, now, if you flunk him this year, you're going to have him all day next year by yourself. Yeah. Well, his grades started improving dramatically. <laughs> <laughs> if we'd had been long enough, that was he, the was, good days. he would have been the valedictorian of the class. That You know...
2: People were more genuine back then. They were. When, when you were uh, the principal over at Las Cassis.
4: And you could you could color outside of the box.
3: Yeah. Well.
4: More so than you can today.
3: There wasn't yeah. as many rules and regulations. I remember when I started. I took over one day in the middle of the week, and uh, I found a, a little folder back behind the desk and. I guess John Hodge had, had it. John Hodge Jones was the principal the first two years I was at. It. Mm-hmm. And it said school board policies. I thought well, I might ought to see what's in there. There was three, three, three school board policies <laughs> at that time. <laughs> <laughs> and now, and when I retired, I had a book with some in, you couldn't lift it. But uh, it was things were different back then, and we were allowed to do what was best for the kids. Yeah. We didn't have to worry about. You know, uh, I decided what was best for the kids. Uh, I made out the schedule, and I made it out where the girls had to take home ec. The first two years, they would get so mad. At, Did you have to take that? Home well, that's the only thing you could take. So I made it out that way. Oh wow! And and I told them they'd say, "Well, I'm I'm going to be an airline stewardess." And I said, "Well, I hope you I hope you are, but you're going to be a woman and a mother for sure." Mm-hmm. and uh, you need to know how to do this stuff. And so all oh, they'd grab them on. And then after they'd get out of school, they would come and thank me for it. And in the last two years, you could take your uh, office stuff, you know, type in shorthand, bookkeeping, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But uh, And it worked out for us. Every year when we'd graduate, the State Farm Insurance would call and say, how many girls can we count on to hire out of this class? And I'd tell them. Wow. And, and they would they would hire was that everyone. because Bobby that worked? Was, at no, State? that was because of Linda Murphy who taught typing and stuff. Yeah, uh, she was really good at it. And uh, and uh, Ross Billman and Sherilyn Peak and that bunch down there that re- oh, did the hiring, they knew when they got one from Last cases they knew that she was top notch.
2: I think one of the reasons was that you were able to be personal. I mean, you you, you could be a not only a leader. But you also were able to uh, to deal in a in a friendship type way which which they don't allow much anymore you know, it is, they don't like for you to no, have a relationship I, with the I kids. don't
3: understand that people are scared, yeah. uh, you know, and a lot of times uh people in a authority figures they go overboard mm-hmm. but uh you know if, if some kids come to school and the first thing they need is a hug. And uh, they need a lap to sit in in the kindergarten, first grade, and, mm-hmm. and uh, well, I never was scared. If one come into me crying, well, I'd hug him or yeah. her or whatever. But uh, that's just that's the way it was back then. And we, you know, we wasn't scared of uh, somebody lawsuits and stuff like this. We just did what was best for the kids, and the kids appreciated it. Oh yes, in, in fact, how you how can you?
2: Be able to work with kids without them respecting you. It it uh, it,
3: it, it's, it would be very difficult. Well, I Well, the first thing that you need to be a teacher is you need to love kids. Yeah. If you don't do that, then you Hello. need to go somewhere else to get you a job. Hello. And uh, that's that makes a big difference. Hello. And uh, it's I know we. Kevin. I used to teach something every Hello. year. I enjoyed teaching, mm-hmm. and I would teach whatever was left over. When I was we're, principal, we're uh, American road history. Road. I taught that a lot. One year, Miss Linda Murphy had seven uh, business courses to teach and only had six periods in a day. Mm-hmm. Well, old Larry had to pick, take one of them. I had twenty sophomore girls, okay. well, and we're we in general road, business. So we general we had a textbook, yeah. but we didn't That's use it great. much. We wrote checks. We bought groceries. We, we groceries uh, learned how home. to. Uh, make a budget and stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, those kids are successful right now because of that. And uh, they needed it, and I said, well, you know, I'm no business man, but I can teach it. Uh, I taught a advanced math class to three kids one year. And oh, everybody wow. said, well, you can't have a class with that few in it. I said, yeah, I can. If I got a room, if we don't have a room, we'll go out under the shade tree. But I'm, these kids want it, and I'm going to teach it to them. What type of advanced math uh, class did you teach? Oh, it was advanced math. You know, they'd already had algebra one, I mean, back two.
2: then, uh, how does it relate to to math in
3: today's world? Well, it would be uh, the next course after algebra one, algebra two, in geometry. Yeah. And uh, the kids, those three kids, were smart enough that they could learn in spite of me, mm-hmm. and uh, and they did, and they got a credit for it, and it was it helped them when they got to college. And, uh, they, Did your kids make
2: all straight A's? For, for, w- with your heart and your brain, I would I would be surprised if all of them didn't make straight A's before they left there.
3: No, they didn't all make straight A's, and they didn't all pass.
2: Uh, oh, I'm so shocked at
3: that. Uh, well, it was, uh, you know, when you tell them what they need to do, and then you say, no, we're going to have a final test, and here's the questions. Mm-hmm. Now, you've got to pass this to pass this course. Mm -hmm. If they don't pass, then there's nothing you can do. You've already done enough. Mm -hmm. And so that that happened not too often, but that happened. Were you a lot like your mama? Uh, Yeah. Yes. Except my mama didn't (laughs) have, she didn't have the ditto machines to run stuff off and stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, there was a chalkboard, and uh, she taught. uh, all eight grades. The year I was in first grade in one-room schoolhouse, she had all eight grades. And uh, you would think, well, if the first grade's in this row. When she got over about the fifth grade, she was over halfway of, across the building away from us. But we didn't act up. Mm-hmm. We listened, and we learned a lot when she was teaching the third grade and stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, we didn't. Uh, we behaved, even though she wasn't standing right over us, because we knew where the switches were. And she didn't mind using them. And uh, she didn't take you outside. She just did right there. But, uh, yeah, I was. she was She was real caring, I guess you'd say. Uh, yeah. When After the year that I was in the first grade, they closed that school down. She had to go to another school. And a lot of times, she would bring a girl home with her to spend the night. I don't know why, but I, I remember a lot of times in the old house we live in, you could throw a cat out of it any way through the wall. The cracks were so big. But anyway... Uh, it was filled with love, and Mama would just take ain't anybody. She it, had two boys, and she raised five. Uh, Do you think the, the the girl maybe had some problems at her home? Well, I, I, no, I don't think she did, because I knew that family. They wasn't in our community, but uh, now I think she just I don't know. Maybe Mama wanted to help her in her work a little bit from home. I don't know what it was. I didn't ask any questions. So. Yeah. But uh, that happened a lot.
2: Now, how about your dad?
3: Dad, uh, Dad was just a worker. Yeah. Uh, he quit school when he was in about the. He hadn't finished the eighth grade, I know. When he got big enough to work back then.
2: That, that was normal.
3: That's right. Yeah. Uh, and they lived in uh, right outside of Waverly, Tennessee. That's where he was raised. squeeze was they farm. Raised peanuts. Yeah. And uh, his daddy would just. I don't know, go off every once in a while. Just kind (laughs) of disappear. And so the boys, Daddy and Uncle Wiz and Uncle Henry, they had to do do the crops, so Daddy quit school. Mm -hmm. So all he knew to do was work. And uh, he he farmed the family farm of Mama's family farm until we nearly starved to death. And then he got a job in Paducah, Kentucky, building that atomic plant up there. Oh, wow. Man, big time, he made 65 cents an hour. Ooh. And some guy in the community had bought a school bus, and he would go around and pick them up and take them to work every day. Mm-hmm. But uh th- that was big money—65 cents an hour. And but we had never had any mom you know, Mama's little uh, teaching paycheck wasn't much, and uh, if we wanted something, uh, we'd sell a calf or a hog or something. You know, we we lived from milk check to milk check. Is what we lived on. But uh, that's all Daddy knew was to work. You know, when he retired at 65. He had a he had a blood clot and, and uh, lost one of his legs. Mm-hmm. And he and when he died, he was 81. And he had two gardens and a truck patch. <laughs> <laughs> and, man, and he would give everybody info from everybody would call to say it's a sweet corn in Hillman. He'd say yeah. God bring you some. Yeah. And he didn't never sold anything. He that didn't. and purple hull peas. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, he he would ride his old snapper lawnmower and he'd plant his garden where he could ride that lawnmower down between pick stuff and everything. Yeah. But he had, I went up there every weekend and picked corn and peas and stuff to keep from wasting. Just to give away and tomatoes, I just uh. set them out the road and say stop and get them. But everybody up there had a garden and still do. Well,
2: your mom and your dads, and, and even your grandparents, they pass so many things down to you, and and, and, you, and you still uh, utilize that uh, knowledge of what they passed. I I I mean, uh, you 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 talk about peas. Uh, my grandmother had peas unlike any that we have ever seen and and we don't call them by the uh, uh, green peas or anything like that we call them mama jones peas. Yeah. and 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 we and we still have those uh, it's all been passed down and, and this time of year with christmas and the holidays and things like that i, I think we we remember those I a think whole so lot too. better and and even in in some of the dinners that the ladies i mean uh, uh Jackie learned from Mama and my mom learned from Mama Jones and it just keeps on going down and it really does. I think that's
3: one of the things that makes the holidays so special. Yeah. We look we always looked forward to it because there was always company in the house. Yeah. Because there's always something to eat. Yeah. And uh, you know, we had pallets on the floor when people would spend the night, you know, we didn't have enough beds and so uh, the boys got, we called them a down bed. That was a quilt laying on the floor, and then you covered up with another one. But uh, we had good times. Yeah. We we knew how to work. We knew how to play. And uh, when they first start, started talking in school about giving the kids a reward, mm-hmm. they said, somebody said, Larry, did you get a reward? I said, yep. If I started at home, I said, my daddy never got to go to church because he had the milk and everything else. But when we start... He'd say, boy, if you don't behave in church, I'm going to wear you out and you get home. Now, my reward for behaving was not to get that whipping. And I worked hard for that. I might not have worked that hard for a sucker or something, but I worked hard for that because I had had them, and they wasn't any fun.
2: You know, uh, getting a whipping was part of the love that. Mom and Dad had for you, and the grandparents and the neighbors and and, and the neighbors we we got weapons in Jakestown for the neighbors quite a bit but it I think that they don't understand how much that means to the kids in the school system because uh w- without that love of, of of being structured inside the classroom it's it's hard for the the kids to understand. when when you're having to make sure that they're following all the rules because uh, a lot of times they will react to it.
4: Well, if you don't start the discipline when they're little, then I've heard so many cases of where these bigger kids in, say, 9, 10, 11, 12th grades, Mm -hmm. they challenge the teachers, and they have hurt teachers. It's because they didn't have any respect for the teachers in the lower grades and that's a shame when when they bow up to a teacher and hit them or anything like that or curse them it's just it's awful that they don't have the respect for authority and uh, you know you hear of that happening maybe not a lot but Mm -hmm. you hear of uh, teachers actually being accosted by bigger students yeah and it's sad it's sad that there's no respect
3: if that had a at oakland high school mr bill kennedy would have as he calls it bit hands-on you know when he had to get a hold of one he'd say i had to go hands-on and uh bill kennedy was six two weighed
2: 260 pounds worked out with weights every day, and ran every day. He and I would run uh, when uh, uh, the day was gone. And we, we, that means a great deal to, as far as when kids are in the pecking order. Yeah. The bad kids, they will absolutely change when you've got someone in a right. school it's like he the, was. The yeah.
3: presence. Yeah. The, Bill Kennedy had presence. When he walked in the room, you saw him, yeah, and uh that's you know that's the difference in uh principals, some principals have presence, and some yeah. don't
2: unfortunately, we lost uh bill uh not i was i was gone but when i when I left the sheriff's office, unfortunately, bill had to leave, and he was the best school resource officer. We ever had in Rutherford County, by uh, far. He was the first. Yeah, and, he was uh, one of five. We he, had five he, to
3: begin with. He set, he, he set the. They set the bar. Yeah, and uh, it was set pretty high, and it's it's still up there. We we've, we've had some good ones.
2: And he expected all the resource officers to be on the same level as he was yeah. when he was over the program. And uh, of course, Buddy Royston, uh, he was the one that worked with me when we first started. Buddy's down in um, in Florida right now, and I think he's still I think he's preaching again down there. So, uh, you know, they're just special people that come through your life once in a lifetime, and and uh, you you can't forget them. They they make an impact on you no matter how old you are or how young you are. It's just it's just something. I found out last night that uh, Jupiter and Saturn were very close last night yes Um, my my science advisor a am she sends me a text and tell me where to look up in the southwest and all that stuff and uh, I was out I had my binoculars on last night and I saw them really well and I had other people call me some saying they were seeing it and then Others saying they couldn't see it. I think most of those were inside the city that yeah, the lights yeah. kind of block yeah. it out or whatever. But um, um,
4: It was something to see. I saw it on Facebook. I couldn't get out, but I saw it on Facebook. Several people sent in pictures. Jan and Shirley McKee and somebody else sent in pictures about how close they were getting together yeah. and everything. It was phenomenal because, when did they say it hadn't happened in 800 years or something? I think that's
2: right. Close to (laughs) it.
4: Yeah, something like that. I don't
2: remember the first one.
4: I don't either. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, it was something.
3: If anybody could, you would remember it.
4: It was something to see even on Facebook.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, Bobby, now that you're getting better, Mm -hmm. uh, what are you... Is, is this um, holiday season, Christmas and New Year, is this going to be different for you? Because it, yeah. we've got the virus mess, and and uh, 2020 is not going to be too far with us. I mean, we're we're looking at what a little over a week, and and 2020 will be gone, and 2021 is going to be here. What are you looking for for 2021?
4: Uh, just being more active and uh, appreciating, making it through 2020. Yeah. I mean, you look back at so many people that we've lost because of this virus, and yeah. uh, it's. It, I think it's going to be a good year.
2: I think it is too. Now, I want to apologize to you for what you went to the Ark. Yes. And oh, <laughs> it's about time! I've been waiting for this. <laughs> I, I I I said something, and I should have kept my mouth shut, because I you're uh, not very good at that. No, I'm sorry. I, I have I have a weakness, and uh, uh, Regina and her sister went up there. You know Regina? Yes. Okay, and uh, they explained to me about the uh, ark and what I was there, and they were right on target with you. And uh, Regina says it was one of the best uh, trips that they, uh, she had ever taken. It she was, absolutely enjoyed it. And she saw the dinosaurs yeah. on that ark.
4: Like kind. you yeah. got to remember, these were juvenile dinosaurs.
2: Juvenile dinosaurs.
4: Yes, because what Noah He's
2: thinking something smart No, I I am absolutely locking my mouth right now. No, what
4: what you've got to remember is when these animals were brought to the ark by God, Mm -hmm. he brought juveniles of each group because then they wouldn't eat as much as the grown-ups of each group would. And he knew that Noah and his sons and and, uh, their wives had to feed these animals, had to feed them all. So if you take a juvenile, it's not going to eat as much as an adult. Yeah. So you've got to remember the words like, kind, when you're looking through the ark.
2: So God really had to manage the whole thing. Because yes. as we know, juveniles, whether they're humans or any type of animal or whatever... They don't function well without the knowledge that is passed on to them by the adults and things like that. I never will forget, I, I, I watched something that was, I think it was National Geographic, and it was one of the more interesting things I've ever seen in my life, where uh, elephants, and, and, and they had a, a number of elephants that were kind of like on an island or, or somewhere away from any adult's. And uh, probably the humans caused that. But anyway, they would go around and the elephants would kill uh, rhinoceroses and and hippopotamuses just for the fun of it because they didn't know any better. Right. So uh, uh, they couldn't figure out why they were so aggressive, uh, uh, the keepers. And finally, they put a couple of male uh, elephants that were mature... And whenever they would step out of the line, they would be punished.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And 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 it. I started watching this, and I, it just hit me. We all have been blessed to have ad, uh, adult parents uh, and grandparents and all of that to be able to educate us in how we're supposed to uh, react to all all different things and respect everything. Right. And and that's what really, I mean, with with you and Larry, the way that you're able to react to past students, to your own family and things like that, you even reach out to others and they become part of your family. That's something really, really special. And I think that's why you guys have such a... um, a great relationship with everybody just about in the community. Well, it, and everybody, you know, the, I mean, if you remember, if you mention the Stuart name, uh, it means something. And, and I, I really do respect both of you and your whole family, of course.
4: Thank you. Well, you know, it just all goes back to how you were raised. Yeah. And uh, we were raised to work hard, help out, babysit. You You had
2: an unusual childhood.
4: I did. I did. And I didn't appreciate it at the time because it was a lot of hard work. Yeah. But then in my grown-up years, Mm -hmm. I've appreciated every place we lived. I learned something in every place we lived. I remember just about every place. There's a, a few that I've forgotten in my old age, but... Uh, It was just an amazing childhood. You're still a
2: baby. You and I are about the same age.
4: (laughs) Yes, we are. (laughs) And you still consider us a baby. But anyway, uh, we've we've learned a lot. We've learned a lot. We've um, met some great people on our journey. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about Billy Johnson and J.D. Johnson from our old church. Mm -hmm. They really had an impact on me. At church, and I was thinking about her the other day, and I don't know why, uh, something in my devotion came up, and it said to remember, remember somebody
3: mm-hmm.
4: that you respected or something, and I happened to think of her, and in everything that she did for for me.
3: When I see a cranberry salad, <laughs> I think like of Billy Johnson. She could make the best ones that I ever cranberry ate. When, cranberry JD, salad. I, We'd go get her and bring her to our house mm-hmm. for Thanksgiving and Christmas. And then uh, when the garden would come in, I'd pick corn, and uh, she heard Miss Turner would come over, and they'd help us to get some corn. And Billy was cutting it off with an old crooked knife, and, uh, and then I, she'd take that knife and turn it up and scrape that juice out.
4: Milking was, that cob.
3: Yeah, we were going to have some for supper, and I said, Billy, if it's all right with you, We'll cook some of yours. She said, that's why I'm fixing it. That's good. But she was, she was a, a jewel. She was. She was. I, I and,
4: remember certain people. Don't you remember certain oh people? Oh, gosh.
3: Yeah.
2: I, I hope I'm able to uh, remember them as long as I'm alive because they all made a, a big impact on my life.
4: Mm-hmm. And uh, I think this is a good time of the year to remember
1: yeah.
4: people that have gone on, and, uh, you know, we we remember celebrating Christmases with them and everything.
3: I guess probably two of the ones that you should remember a lot is Robert Goodwin and Craig yeah. Snail.
2: Oh, yes, uh, yeah. Uh, they, they they were my mentors they were. in law enforcement. Hey,
3: boy, you learn from the best.
2: Oh, you're not kidding. And uh, it, I, I'm afraid those days are gone forever. I'm sure they are. Sure I well. think most of us our age think of our uh, time on this earth as the golden years, because yeah. I don't think we'll ever have that again, and that's a shame because the the relationships
3: were were so special yeah. during that particular you time. you know back when 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 I, we had a, a when I was at school, Jack Jolly, mm-hmm. one of the greatest people that ever lived, baseball coach and all that stuff yeah. but anyway, Jack Jolly was a good teacher. Oh, he was. Uh, uh, Jay, they, he had taught civics, and in his civics class, you had to know who all the elected officials were, who was a judge. Thank you, Terry Hodge. <laughs> uh, anyway, and I thought he, he
2: said you're you're sounding
3: good. You, what a great you idea! Because the kids nowadays, a lot of them can't tell you who the president is or yeah, the I governor. Know. And you know, but when you was in Jack Jolly's class, you knew uh, James Street was the county judge, and you knew uh, Craig Snell or Truman Jones was the sheriff. Uh, he made sure of that, and I think that's good. Have you ever heard any
2: body open a uh, court of law? Uh, his daddy, Mister John Jolly, he had the best way of opening, and and it made you. Glad to be a Tennessean and glad to be in our country. Yeah. Oh man, it, well, it would just resonate through. I've the always
3: heard that Jack was a whole lot like his daddy, and I, I I I knew Mr. John, but not. He was he was gone right after I got to know him. Yeah. But uh, I've known Jack Jolly since since A. G. was on Maple Street. You know, that's it's been a long time.
2: He was probably your best friend ever, wasn't he?
3: Oh Mr. yeah. No AG. doubt about it. No doubt about it. We were like brothers.
2: What was it that drew you guys together? Was it because of his uh, sporting goods uh, well, store or
3: what? Yeah. Uh, when I started coaching, well, when I was at MTSU, he would come over and we'd try our shoes on. Of mm. the college bought, bought our shoes and we didn't give but one pair. I mean, Converse didn't, didn't. One pair for the whole year? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. And uh, you didn't wear them outside like you do now. But anyway... Yeah. And I, I, I didn't know who he was, but I knew he was a tennis shoe guy. Mm-hmm. And then when I started coaching in 64, he opened up his store. So he worked for Tommy Cole. and then Tommy oh, I Cole remember went out when Tommy of his, Cole He opened it, up yeah. his store. And so he would come out to Las Casas and, uh, you know, get our tennis shoe order and stuff like that. So and then I would go by the store. And then uh, his wife at the time worked with, with Bobby at State Farm. Mm-hmm. And... uh we would go out in the country where his sister lived, and LD and her had a farm together, and we'd cut Christmas trees together. Hmm. It'd take us all day, you know, to find one, but we was outside doing something. And then he's the one that told me about this, where we live now, that it was for sale and I needed to buy it. And uh, so I did. And then we just we just got to be buddies. We, we did everything together. We farmed together, and we... Uh, golf together and we fished together you know whatever we wanted to do it was together
2: which one was the cause of uh um you
3: guys not following all the roads was it you or LD? it was a combination of both Mm -hmm. uh i say it was mostly him he says it was mostly me so i'd say about half and half uh we uh, we sometimes you had
2: more fun than, than was allowed, we back did then. It
3: and we sometimes colored outside the lines. Yeah, But uh, we we had we had a good time.
4: What what I remember of those days, uh everybody showed up at our house on weekend. We'd have Yeah,
2: let's let's get to that when we get back. We're gonna okay. have to take a quick okay. break right now and we'll be back with Bobby and Larry.
0: From NHC's Adams Place
4: Adams Place is founded by Dr. Carl E. Adams, a physician and lifelong resident of Middle Tennessee. He and Jenny May had a dream of building a campus concept of life care facilities for older adults.
0: Adams Place Residential Living Director Terry Deal.
4: Discover that senior living is fun. Call us at Adams Place and arrange a tour today. Adams Place is at 1927 Memorial Boulevard. This is Lisa Halliburton at Bell Jewelers inviting you to come by our store this Christmas season. We have lots of things to fill your stocking. We have long jeans, fine Swiss watches. We also have Pandora. We also have some designers like Simon G., Jude Francis, Awan Bahan. We have something for everyone.
0: Bell Jewelers is located 821 Northwest Broad. We're right across the street from Toots Restaurant.
5: Bud's Tire Pros makes buying tires simpler, so you can get back to when being on the move was carefree. For a limited time, get up to a $120 reward card after submission when you bundle at least two new qualifying Michelin or BF Goodrich passenger or light truck tires, as well as select Michelin motorcycle, scooter, and bicycle tires, or get a $120 reward card per purchase of four new Michelin Cross Climate two tires. Bud's Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. Find out more at BudsTirePros.tn.com. See store for complete details. Offers valid from November 18th, 2020 through December 9th, 2020. Void where prohibited.
0: Now an update from the WGNSradio.com news center.
5: I'm Ron Jordan. A semi overturned on Jefferson Pike near Hickory Grove Road Monday afternoon. Ruth County Fire and Rescue Chief Larry Farley told news radio WGNS.
3: We got a call for a NBA with a rollover from Jefferson Pike. What happened is the semi-driver kind of got off the edge of the road and he skipped the truck over, but the driver was okay and the truck wasn't damaged.
5: Rutherford County Fire and Rescue also on the scene, but did not stay once it was discovered Smyrna was working the accident. Traffic was tied up for a bit. Absolute rental and Northwest Broad was burglarized Sunday night. Security video got pictures of two people who appeared to be smashing the glass on the front door with what appeared to be a pickaxe. The two left with leaf blowers, chainsaws, and other lawn and garden items valued at more than $2,500. They were last seen driving away in what looked like a dark colored GMC SUV, possibly an Acadia. Police in Murfreesboro were on the lookout for two men who robbed an Amazon driver at gunpoint and stole a van full of packages. The van found abandoned a short time later. Police believe the suspects loaded 73 packages into a large black SUV with tinted windows after abandoning the van. Suspects left behind five packages. The driver not hurt. TSSAA is imposing new restrictions on who may attend athletic events and practices. They say bands, pep bands, cheerleaders and dance teams will not be allowed to attend athletic events through at least January 19th. Parents, guardians, and immediate household members of players, first responders, coaches, and athletic officials are among those who are permitted to attend. The announcement made just after the governor issued new executive orders limiting the public indoor gatherings to 10 people. I'm Ron Jordan
0: reporting. News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSradio.com. We are News Radio WGNS.
5: Don't let concerns about today's events derail your long-term financial strategy. Hi, I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor Lee Colvin, and I'm here to help. We can work together to understand the impact of these events and make sure that your goals are top of mind. While you can't control market volatility, we'll help focus on what you can control. We can connect in several virtual ways. Start by giving me a call at 615-907-7056. Edward Jones, member SIPC. You've served your country. Now, THDA wants to honor your sacrifice. With our Great Choice Home Loan, qualified servicemen and women get a half percent interest rate reduction on a 30-year fixed rate mortgage. We can also help you with your down payment and closing costs. And with Great Choice, we'll be there for you for the life of your loan. Talk to your lender or realtor or visit greatchoicetn.com. Brought to you by THDA in cooperation with the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters and this station. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather. Mostly sunny skies here this afternoon with the high into the mid-50s. Winds out of the north around 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, increasing clouds alone near 35. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Vujicic on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's four. Premier 6 Theatre is open. They're excited to see you again and will be showing some classic movies you'll be sure to enjoy. Check MurfreesboroMovies.com for showtimes for Premier 6 Theatre.
0: They're now open. From NHC's Adams Place, home of Premier Senior Living on Memorial Boulevard. It's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSradio.com. And
2: welcome back with Bobby and Larry. And uh, we're going to talk about the, all the kids, and they come on weekends and play over there. And uh, after that, guys, at the radio station, we'll we'll mention uh, what's going on at uh, Premier Six Theater. Okay, Bobby.
4: I was just going to say, you start reliving old times. Uh, I like to think about uh, when we were the only one in our group that lived outside the city limits and had any land at Mm -hmm. the time. So everybody would show up at our house on weekends. We had a volleyball net permanently set up in the front yard. Mm -hmm. And then we had a softball field across the street. And we'd use rocks for bases. And we had an old horse that the kids would ride. And Mm -hmm. Mack Knight's (laughs) group, Tom Young's group, um, Terry Wilson's group, everybody just showed up. And we had the best time out there. Hay rides and... One time we had a hayride and I counted, and we had 60 people show up.
2: Oh, my.
4: And we had wiener roasts and chili cook-offs and just good times, good times. The kids all got along. They played in the loft in the barn, had a rope up there, and they swung on that rope and uh, landed in the hay, and just good times.
2: And, and of course, you fed them, too.
4: Well, everybody brought something. Oh, the we usually, we was, usually had the hot dogs and hamburgers, and everybody else brought Ooh. chili and whatever, condiments. Yeah.
3: Oh. Jimmy McKnight was the entertainment. He'd get on that old horse I had, and he'd put on a Wild West show for the kids, and you know how Jimmy McKnight oh, was. Oh, yes. Jimmy. And the kids would sit on the gas tank just like little little pigeons, and, and they would just have the best time. He'd fall off that horse and all that stuff. And it uh they just they loved it boy when they'd say uh, put on put on a show Mac put on the show well, he he'd get on that horse and he he take
4: off and he'd say the Indians are coming the Indians are coming <laughs> then he'd act like they'd shoot him and he'd fall off that horse
3: you could hear those kids laughing out all the way out to Woodbury highway
2: <laughs> now I don't remember him ever being at the school when you had the donkey basketball games
3: well I I never did see him. We had a couple, mm-hmm. and uh, then uh, Mr. L.D.A.G. signed me up to be one of the riders. His uh, one of the riders at the Buckhannon. They mm-hmm. were making up money for the softball program. of Course, L.D. was all in for that. So we went out to Buckhannon, and uh, we never mounted our donkeys. <laughs> Every time I tried to get on mine, that someone gonna kick me or bite me or something. And L.D. Good judge of character. Yeah, yeah. L.D. had one. He wasn't as big as a goat. His name was Intensive Care. <laughs> and, and that ought to tell you something. <laughs> and, yeah, it should. And it did, L.D., but he had a substitute rider mm-hmm. every quarter. And when he started to get on, L.D., said, "No, this donkey will hurt you, boy. I said, Don't try to ride him. He said, Oh, yeah, I'm going to ride him. Well, he showed up for work the next morning with a broken arm. The Intensive Care had got mm-hmm. him, but... LD and I, we just kind of led ours around, you know, and stayed out of the way.
2: If you think you're going to ride one of those donkeys and you're going to have a good time, forget uh, now, it. Because I've had to do that, and now, that, they
4: would Cassis, give
3: me
2: the worst ones in the
3: bunch.
4: Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh
5: yeah. When
3: last has had one, I was, of course, everything, every time we had something, I was there. And I was standing down at the door going into the gym just watching Buddy Brown was the pooper scooper and all that stuff. And I was just having a good time. and. And sometimes I'm like you. Uh, my mouth goes in gear before my brain does. Oh, yeah, it. And this many lady times. that lived across the street came up and said, Are you going to ride tonight? I said, No. Nah. She said, Are you scared of those donkeys? I said, No, nah, but i tell you what you do. You get up $150 for the fire department and I'll ride. Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't five minutes. She came back and said, I got $120, and I hadn't seen Ed Florida yet. I thought, Well, I better be getting ready. So I went and told the guy, I said, I need a mount. He said, we'll put in a substitute rider in the last quarter. You can be that. I said, okay. Well, I done been out behind the gym, and all I saw was an old swayback. Mary and I thought, that's what I'll ride. Wrong. They came in with this llama, (laughs) and it had a dog collar around its neck, and they said, here's your ride. Well, somebody from the sheriff's department had seen before, and they said, hey, he won't do anything except just run from one end to the other. Mm-hmm. He won't buck you off or anything, but he said, you'll have to hold on. Well, I did. Made 170 something dollars for the fire department. The next morning, I couldn't hardly get out of bed. My legs were sore where I'd locked them around that llama and held <laughs> on. But uh, the people had a good time, and we made some money. So that's what it was all about thing scared me with the llama was it spit on you. Oh
2: yeah.
3: Well. <laughs> I done been been eat up by that donkey out of so that spitting didn't bother me.
2: All right, let's see what's going on at the Premier Six Theater. This is from the eighteenth to the twenty third. What what is today? Today's twenty second. So so actually Christmas Eve is when we get into another group. But Wonder Woman, which is a great movie, is on uh, Friday and Saturday um, from 2, 6.40, and 8.50, um, and Sunday and Wednesday from 2 to 6.40. White Christmas is one of my favorite movies of all mm-hmm. time during the holiday. That's Friday through Wednesday. Wait a minute. If we're th- I, I guess that's going to continue on until next week, uh, all of those. I just now... Figured out what's going on. 205, 410, and 630. It's a wonderful life. We've all seen that on television a 100 times. And uh, Friday and Saturday, 2.15, 4.30, 7 and 9.15. And Sunday and Wednesday, 2.15 to 4.30 and 7 p.m. And Polar Express, which is animated. Oh, yeah.
3: You've seen it? it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you see it with the with the kids and grandkids? I saw it with Tyler when he was about five-year-old, and he wanted to sit on the very front row. Oh, and my. every time that train would come by, it would run over us. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Uh, at the theater, it's Friday through Wednesday, two twenty, four twenty five, 20 4-25. And uh, Griblins, PG, Friday and Saturday, 4 and nine thirty and Sunday through Wednesday, 4.50 and 7.30, and the Crudes, that's not C-R-U-D-S, it's O-O, a new age, Friday and Saturday, 2.10, 4.40, 6.50 and 9, and Sunday through Wednesday, 2.10, 4.40 and 6.50, and go out and have a good time through the holidays and, you can't have a better place. They really are very, very nice to you. They take good care of you, and it, it, it's a safe atmosphere, and uh, and the popcorn is out of this it world, is. as, as we all say. know.
3: Mm-hmm. Miracle on 34th Street is probably Jay's all-time favorite movie. He- no, I love
4: it. Uh, no, no. Uh. The one of the little boy and the rifle. Oh, oh the Christmas story. Yeah. Christmas story. Christmas yeah. Yeah. story. Yeah. They usually have a marathon of that, 24 hours of it, yeah. and, and that's his favorite he,
2: Christmas he, story. He, he, he finally gets his Red rider BB oh. gun, bless his heart. Didn't we all have one of them? And everybody yeah, kept I, saying, I did. I, I paid for sh- mine. You're going, I sh- I
4: you're going to shoot your eye out. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I I love it. Uh, Well, you can relate to this one. When he loses his temper, when that boy has been picking on him and finally cuts loose on him. Mm -hmm. Oh, my. But the good thing about it, the language um, is not really good during that situation. But you don't you don't get to hear it, so I guess that's one thing that's that's well, not too bad.
4: I, I'm a Darren McGavin fan, and I thought he did a fantastic job in that movie.
2: He really did. Yeah. He did.
1: He did. He now,
2: does. what would happen to Larry if he if he won an award with a lady's leg? Do you
3: remember <laughs> that one? And he wanted it in the in, <laughs> in the front window where everybody could he see it. They made a lamp out of that. And that lamp is on, pardon the interrupts, the sports show comes on 4.30 every day on ESPN. Yeah. That lamp's on there.
4: If, if you look at oh. the, if you look at the mural
3: uh-huh. on
4: PTI in the background, you'll see that leg lamp.
3: Yeah. It's sort of like Hal Arbor's hub store. He always had a mannequin in the window. Sometimes they were dressed and sometimes they were not
2: That was one place you, where you could buy things real cheap you because... <laughs> <laughs> they were cheap things that you were buying. Bless his heart. But did. he would be out there on the front of that store and welcoming you in. And and you remember I remember him well.
3: had a commercial every time and just have a little boots, fitting. boots, boots. Boots, boots, boots. That's yeah. right.
2: And, uh, you know, I wish people had grown up in this area, the people who have moved in, because you couldn't have a better place to. Oh. And, and we all knew each other, which was amazing. I've said a number of times down there on 400 West Main Street where the old jail was, that was the meeting place for everybody downtown. Yeah. They yeah. they'd come yeah. in, they want to maybe want to eat some cabbage or or try to find out who's in jail some of their friends and all that stuff. It was uh people it wasn't just gossiping things. People really cared about each other back then. And the post office was right across the street. Right across the street. And I never will forget the guy that uh, oiled himself up on the second floor. And the windows were about four inches uh, uh, from top to bottom. And then wide probably for maybe two feet or three feet. And the guy oiled himself up because he wanted (laughs) (laughs) And, And somebody called us. From the post office, and say, "Hey, somebody's hanging from the second floor," and we went up there. And bless his heart, he did really good as far as all, and all his whole body up. But what he didn't understand, his head was too big to get through. And there he was, just hung up there. It was it was one of the most amazing, a
3: good school trip. Uh, Don Castleman would yeah. come out every year. We had no SROs or. or no. He was the very good. first one, and he would. Uh, He every once a month he'd get to sixth grade and he'd have you know he'd talk to them about drugs and and whatever. Mm -hmm. And the reward for them being good and everything they got to go to the jail. I'd get Buddy Brown's bus and we'd drive we and we'd go through the jail. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was good for a lot of them to see. It started in 1978
2: is when Don was first hired to do that. And he taught safety to all the kids and um, anti-drugs. The all they would be so tickled to be able to go up through there, and then every once in a while, believe it or not, you'd see one just faint away. Yeah. You had to watch them real careful because they were all happy to be in there. They didn't really realize what a jail was, uh-huh. and to show them. Uh, if they get in trouble, that's where they might end up. It made a big impression on it. And Don's really the one that hey, uh, came Kussman up with that idea. Was
3: a great guy, and he did a great job.
2: Yeah, I remember when uh, the school had had a grant uh, that, uh, but I had to sign off on it uh, as far as uh, um, uh, being in, uh, law enforcement, being in schools, and things like that. And uh, it was strictly uh, for the young people. And, and the lady came in and, and wanted me to sign off on it, what we're doing, and I said, no, I'm not going to. And, uh, of course, we already had Don in the, in the schools, and I was I was very happy with what he was doing. We, so we already had that particular program, like the D.A.R.E. program, you might say. And, but I told her, I said... We need people in the middle schools and in the high schools is what we need. We need officers in those schools because you could see that, uh, things were starting to change already in the classroom. And uh, um, she wasn't very happy with me. And she left, and I think she told the superintendent I was the only person to ever kick her out of the office, which I didn't. I mean, I was just not going along with the so program. So she didn't get her way. So, uh, and, and that's when the school resource officer it, 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 for some reason, it just, my brain actually went on uh, for the first time in, in how many years i have been living. But anyway, uh, uh, that's when we started working on the school resource. So Don really had a, uh, a big hand in starting it because that particular issue led on into the starting the uh, middle school and the high school, and we actually started in... Uh, five schools initially. It's such a great job, the, the very first SROs, and it, it was amazing. And, and, you know, sometimes things just play out yeah. even better than what you even think they will be. And, well, that and we were very did. blessed.
3: That certainly did.
2: Now, you didn't have one initially. Oh, no. It, it was um, um, Butch uh, Campbell had one out at uh, uh, Walter Hill. Right. And then, of the course, farmer,
3: we, the farmer boy. Yeah, Eddie Farmer did yeah. a great job. Every once in a while, I'd call and Eddie, you know, yeah, but the butch was good to share. Uh, I don't know, it was way after '93 when we got one because we were already in the new school. And so yeah, I'd say it was, it was probably about '96 or '7 when we got one. And you,
2: and, and, and you didn't see a whole lot of the kids having problems because of the way that you dealt with them it out there.
3: A kid that was having a problem at home would come and talk to the resource officer before he talked to anybody else. And, and still that way, I yeah, hope. Yeah. And uh, the the resource officers were good to listen to him, mm-hmm. you know, and, and tell him, give him a little advice. And uh, you know, I could have done the same thing, but they would talk to him before they talked to me, and that was good. And we would find out what type of home these kids were
2: living in because if they were very unhappy, they would come and talk to the resource resource officer and, uh, he, he would be able to put a, uh, a history of that particular child's home, uh, at, on record. And, 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 uh, actually a lot of times they would go out to the home. I think it
3: was very important. A lot of the principals didn't that I knew where every child lived mm-hmm. and, uh, Every kid can't live on East Main Street. Yeah. Especially in the country. And we had some kids that uh was raised pretty rough. And uh they would tell me uh the best seven hours of my day is when I'm at school. And I'd say, well, I'll try not to screw it up for you. And uh it, it just you know that that that'll break your heart if you a kid tells you that.
2: Yeah. Did, I, I imagine that there were times when you would get that information from the child about their home, and it may have been changed a little bit from what the home really was.
3: Oh yeah, it it sometimes they would exaggerate. You yeah. had to know what, you know, uh, you had to know the family, and uh, I pretty much knew <clears throat> what was going on at every home before a kid would tell me. Yeah. Now, you, you've got a great place where you
2: live out there, and you um, it, it's a place that a, a, a younger person would absolutely love because being out in the country and all the things that your place offers is, is pretty special. I, I think that's, a, and I think one of the reasons is that you guys wanted to make it that way for the younger people. Well,
3: our kids love being at home. Now, yeah. Jan would fuss about, uh, you know, if I lived in town, I could have more dates than I have. Anyway, if they didn't have to come and see you, well, well. Uh, but we, uh, I bought a pool table from Norris Lover and when he took some pool tables out and put his aunt a sewing place in the pastime up there. Yeah. And so Jay would bring his friends home and they would play pool mm-hmm. instead of being out hanging out at Jackson Heights or somewhere like that. So uh, they enjoyed it. Uh, and you know, as much as Jan fussed, now she. Now lives. wait
2: a minute. Why are you fussing about poor Janie? I'm just, I'm just <laughs> stating
3: the facts. She
4: well, just, when she when she started dating, she said no one would come to see her because we lived so far out. And that then, was. So, but now she brings everybody out to our house. So. Well, it only know.
2: takes about five minutes to get out there off <laughs> John Bragg Highway. But now. back
4: then, in the '70s. And whatever, you know, early 80s, when she was a teenager, oh, she she thought it was way out in the country,
2: mm-hmm.
4: way out in the country.
2: Well, mm-hmm. I, can, I, can, I guarantee you I can get to your house quicker than I can get just about anywhere else because I don't have to I can go the back way and not go through the city limits and all that and mm-hmm. have 400 uh, red lights I have to hit before I, know. I get there.
4: Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: Well, and then you see where Jan lived, the house that she just sold. It was a lot further out in the country. matter of fact, it was out of the county. I loved that place. Uh, she did, too. If I was a little bit younger, I'd have I'd gone out there and bid on it. Yeah.
4: Well, you know, uh, when we first moved out there, that was a gravel road.
2: Yeah, and it was.
4: It was a gravel road, and Jay and Jan would want to ride their bicycles, and I would tell them they could ride to that big oak tree. Mm-hmm. And then turn around and come back. And you know, I just sat on the front porch and watched them ride down there and turn around and come back. And they thought that was the greatest thing. They were riding in gravel.
2: <laughs> we would but it But it, it, it's, it's in some ways it's better than riding on asphalt or anything oh, yeah. because people drive too fast. But even, oh, yeah. but it's well, a curvy road. It
4: got to a point once they play, paved the road that I had to make them stop. Yeah. Because. Uh, it seems like when you get a smoother road, people just drive faster. Yeah. And it started building up out there, and there was more traffic. We
3: wouldn't see four cars a day. Now you can't go to the mailbox without nearly getting run off. Oh, I know. I've I've driven out there. now. Who do you want to say
2: um, uh, have a happy holidays and Merry well, Christmas I'd because like to, we mention, we've got to wrap up the show? I know.
4: I mentioned two birthdays that are coming up. Mm-hmm. Andrea's husband, Tyler Barber, mm-hmm. has a birthday Christmas Day. Okay. I want to wish him a happy birthday. And our granddaughter, Kimberly Stewart, her birthday is the last day of the month. Mm-hmm. And so we want to wish both of them a happy birthday. And we want to send out condolences to the Gandhi family. Yeah. Um, from what I hear, Glenda's going to be cremated, and there's mm-hmm. going to be a memorial service later yeah. for the immediate family. So we want to keep that family in our prayers.
2: And the people that are out there, not in our state, uh, Oklahoma, Texas. Right. Yes. So your family there.
3: Yes. As b- matter of fact, Kimberly, our granddaughter, birthday is December 31st. Glenda's birthday is December 31st, mm. and one of her Children's birthdays December thirty first, so they would all get together out there in Texas, cause Ron lives in Texas and Kimbo and then for their birthdays for the last day of the year. So mm-hmm. it'll be
4: rough on them to, you know, think about their mom not being there on her birthday on the thirty yeah. first. So
2: that's a sad time to lose somebody during it the is. Hot, it's always sad, but it just it, it it just makes it even worse when it's especially Christmas and and New Year's. It just it, it just uh, really sets on me. And it.
3: this, this uh, Don died pretty close the same time because I remember it had been he, long. He, six, he
4: died uh, about
3: Thanksgiving.
4: No, no, no. He died in December.
3: Somebody put on Facebook it's been eleven eleven years to the day, which it had about two weeks ago. So
2: yeah. Well, he, uh, if you don't know uh, Don Gandy was was a detective with the Rutherford County Sheriff's Department when Craig Snell. That's right was, was sheriff Right Yeah Matter of fact Wasn't he the chief deputy Before you I never was a chief deputy Oh I thought you Oh were. yeah Yeah yeah. No he never was A chief deputy okay. No I was the, I was Craig's chief deputy Yeah And uh, That's what I thought Good times Good times Yeah Alright guys We'll see you in the morning At night
4: At Heritage South Community Credit Union, we help when others won't. It's what our members tell us we do every day. Whether it's a loan for a car you need to get to work or saving for the future, let us see if we can help. If you live, work, worship, or attend school in Rutherford, Bedford, or Marshall Counties, you can be a member of Heritage South. Visit our website, HeritageSouth.org, to learn more. Insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender.